0: Today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bowmines and Twitter at Bowmines. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. You can also join me on my Facebook page, Kinsley O-S-E-I, as well as uh, my very special guest whom we have in the studio today, Rasan Langley of the Rasan Langley uh, Project. Today, today, we are giving him his flowers for his contribution um, to um, you know, the MCD nation, um, and this um, um, the state of Connecticut. Period. For all he has done. I'm sorry, I'm being interrupted. I think that's why I'm <laughs> muted. I'm muted by Mr. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Uh, Rasan? Um, she looks on the um on, on the computer, and she said. That's Patrick Mahomes. No, that's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's why I muted in the first time. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got to love it, man. She, Yes, indeed. <laughs> he just picks her up her favorites. Patrick Mahomes is a favorite. Uh, ah. <laughs> but, but Molly is her favorite. Nice, uh, nice, man. Okay, I cool. love it. I love, and, it. Uh, I love who, it. Who else is uh, uh Jake, Jake Tapper on CNN is her favorite. Nice. And, and she said Trump is the bad guy. By the way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you,
0: you can't make this up, bro. Uh, um, Not so, sir You can't make this up. So that means I have to be very disciplined in the houses. <laughs> who I like, who I don't like, and I better like some good people, because she <laughs> who she likes. <laughs> well,
2: I'm glad to be in the presence of identifiable good people, man. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Russell, how are you, my brother? I'm blessed, man, and thankful, man. And, you know, I appreciate this, um, the invite, man, I really, really do. You know, we've known each other for a long time over the yeah. years, and uh, both of us have pioneered through uh, the music industry, and you know, done a lot of great things in the community and stuff like that. So, um, this is definitely, definitely an invite that I was, you know, welcoming with open arms, man. So I appreciate it.
0: Great, man. I have a couple of shows set up for this next um, couple of weeks. I have uh, my brother Kid Fresh next next week, and then sure. i have I have uh, music. Um, um, I have um, a friend from Warner Brothers, a music executive. Um, who is actually doing some uh, leading the marketing for Asha right now? Nice. Uh, who will join us and um, you know trying to give our uh, people a lot of uh, contents on what the behind the scene making it happen um, looks like. So I'm right. glad that you I'm glad that you could set it off right. Stop it. You could set it off for the next um, couple of weeks, and uh, we have a lot to uncover. You know, today is all um, about it's all about you and your contribution. to this culture of r&b and hip-hop music now um before we get into it um how was the family how was how was life by the way life is really
2: really good man you know i'm just thankful man you know um i always say god is the you know head of household with myself and my family so um you know he's guided and, and navigated us through uh so many great passages man and um the family's healthy family's flourishing you know and everybody's um doing very very well man i appreciate it so you know very good very very good and i'm well too man you know i'm uh i feel like i'm at uh my prime where i'm at right now you know in the space and time where uh, music and life is for me so um i'm extremely excited man and you know i'm um independent artists at its finest, man, you know, doing everything independently and uh, it's a beautiful
0: world. man. <laughs> we, we're going to get into that. You know, I love um, for as long as I've known you, I really love your spirit. You such a positive guy. Um, like you said, you know, we did collab on, um, you know, a few events before you actually got into it heavy with uh, Herman Ham. Um, there is no there is no event too little or too small for too big or too small for you for as long that's as right. um, I've known you would do an intimate venue uh, an intimate event for 10 people if that's what you were booked that's um, Right, to, that's right. And, and produce and have just as much fun as if you were doing it for thousands of people that's right <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, how did um, COVID the COVID make you or break you for most artists that was really focused, I know it made them um, for you, you know, how did you get through it?
2: Man, COVID was, um, it was a great learning lesson for me because it just showed me that, you know, in order to, you know, be in the space that I was independently, um, that I had to really concentrate on the tools it is that I had inside myself. So it really helped me to reach inside of me and to you know, pull those things out of me and, and and make me that much more stronger, you know, of an artist and an independent because I had to reconfigure everything, you know, as we all did. Um, but as an independent artist, you know, it's different, you know, because you've got your own situation. Everything is you. Mm-hmm. So because everything is you and, you know, you you have that independency, you know, figuring out what it is that I needed to do as far as, you know, the gigs and, you know, um, all of the music and stuff like that. It It was really, really tough at the beginning, man. But, you know, the team and I, we buckled down and we figured out a plan. So what started happening is we started doing a lot of performances like this. You know, and technology became the big thing for the for the performances and everything. So, you know, I was doing a lot of, you know, Zoom performances and things like that for companies and and people that were hiring me, you know, to do their parties and stuff like that. So it just turned into a whole nother vehicle of being able to use um, this technology to be able to move forward.
0: Now, I said, um, well, you know, glad you, um, you know, you made it through, man, because it's either uh, it made you or break you. And if you were uh, creative, it really gave you the ability to to create in that state, state of mind without yeah. being you know, interrupted by anything, because you had all the time in the world to to do what you wanted to do. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> no question about that. There was no excuses at all. You nah, had all nah. the time in the world, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember I could go to Times Square and, and, and hear a, a, a you know with my wife to take yeah. a and hear a pin drop. You had. One or a few people out there shooting music videos with not a single police <laughs> stepping to them to ask them no questions. Right, that's right. So, yeah. so, so you know that was uh, you know it was uh, the it, it was the good and the bad about it. And even us, as far as um, you know, uh, um, WNHH, um, New Haven Independent, I used to have to come to the studio to do the show, and we were mm. limited to our FM listeners. Now, because of COVID, we were able to go, you know, do the show through Zoom and it's expanded our listeners because now we are covering every outlet, whether it's, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you know, we've extended our reach. Wow. You know, so That's great. That's great, yeah. man. So, th- nice. those, were, those were some of the things that we didn't see coming, but it happened, and you know. Indeed. So now let's go through the history of um, Rasan Langley uh, project. You know, you started as as an artist out of a group, uh, Shamari. Which yeah, as, man. As a DJ, I had opportunity to, you know, to play those vinyls. You know, you guys were like the guys, the, 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 the DVDs, you know, you're bringing it in, yeah. you're bringing it in with all of that, you That's know. Exactly. Right. That's Go ahead. Right. T- t- tell me all about it. Yeah, man. And,
2: and, and as you can see, I'm representing with that um, in the background right there. Um, those are my two brothers that you can see on the screen. Let me move out of the way. Mm-hmm. To right of me, that's my brother Namdi, right there, and then mm-hmm. to the left, um, that's my cousin Troy, and that's me right there, the young Rasan. Um, you know, when I had the high top fade and everything like that. The right. year right here, this is 1992 when we when we dropped this um, this project. So we came out with the first single called "If You Feel the Need," and um, when we did that single. Um, We actually brought to the table um, some well-known producers right now. Vincent Herbert, who is um, Tamar's ex-husband, but Vincent is responsible for, uh, like Akon, you know, he's responsible for, um, uh, what's the young lady's name? Her name is escaping me right now, but she's a huge artist. But we were the first ones to open the door for Vincent Herbert Kayama Griffin and uh, Ike Lee, who uh, mm-hmm. were called Three Boys from Newark, who mm-hmm. co-produced um, the first single for us. Um, and then in that time, we had Angie Stone, who a lot of people know now. Right, She was doing a lot of vocal coaching and things like that. So Angie Stone is responsible for vocally coaching me and helping me through that song right there, because my voice at that time I was 19 and my voice was going through a transition, man. And, you know, it was uh, one of those periods where I really wasn't comfortable with the way my voice sounded. But Angie encouraged me and really helped me get through this whole album right there. So on this album, we also worked with uh, Raphael Sadiq, who co-produced two songs on that project as well. Um, We also worked with uh, Bernard Bell, who did Remember the Time for Michael Jackson. Um, and is responsible for I Like for High Five, who, God rest his soul, has passed along. Um, and um, we also worked with Gerald Albright, who was on oh. the Let It Be Me single.
0: Yeah, I love, I love Gerald Albright, man. Yeah, Gerald, uh, he's the man. I was and, sad, I like, you know, I, I, it's funny, not to interrupt you. I'm, always, I'm almost listening to Gerald Albright at the Cigar Lounge. I have a playlist. Nice. nice, like damn near every time <laughs> at the lounge, I get a chance to run my own playlist. Yeah, man, it's so nice with it, man. Yeah, he's the man. Games that never get mentioned, but yeah,
2: yeah, and it was a great surprise because when we flew to California to record the stuff with uh, Raphael Sadiq, he surprised us. We had no idea. That um, Gerald Albright was going to be on the song, but he said, Yo, Listen, you know, I added a little something to it, and when he played it, it happened to be Gerald Albright, and we were super excited about that. Um, and then Bernard brought in um, Glenn Jones, who did a feature on our album too, as well. And then Ron G, Ron G kept us alive in New York, man. Nice, Ron G kept us alive. I mean, all. Our acapella was on every Ron G tape that you heard at that time. You know, if you go back and look at a lot of the Ron G old school joints, Ron G, uh, Doo-Wop, Doo-Wop was another one. Shout out to Doo-Wop, kept us alive too as well. And they they, they just mixed and blended our stuff in with everybody, man. And it was a great time in music at that time. And we were super excited coming out of New Haven, Connecticut, to uh, have that record deal. And we actually got the record deal through our cousin, Steve. Steezo Williams, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Steve used to, he used to uh, bring us to New York and um, have us, you know, meet a lot of different people and stuff like that. And at that time, you know, we were just city boys who wanted to work on music. In our house, and and God bless our mom, man. She just let us blast music all day and night, man. I mean, there may have been maybe one time when she said, "Listen," you know what I mean? But out of the nine hundred and ninety nine thousand other times, <laughs> 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 you know, she allowed us to be creative, man. And, you know, we were so thankful of that. But it was a great time and era of music, and we got signed by. Um, Ed Eckstein who is Billy Eckstein's son <laughs> the great the, um, great the great Billy Eckstein um and then uh we were label mates with uh uh who else Tony Tony tone which is how we had the connection of them being on the uh okay producing a project um and then uh Brian McKnight Vanessa Williams um Stetson Sonic, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like um Black black Sheep, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all of that was all our family at that time, man. So it was a great,
0: great time in music, man. Really, really great time. We're talking about Joe Albright. What I to join our life from him most is the Bermuda Nice ooh, ooh, oh my ooh, God. That's a classic. It does something to me, man. That's classic. That, that, that Bermuda Night's nice Live does something to me, bro. Man, man, it does something to me. I got to drink something off the top shelf when I'm listening to that.
2: <laughs> oh, and let me not forget I cannot forget Carl Borelli and his wife, Roz, man, who, uh, co-produced on the project too as well. They did um okay. he's uh she's playing hard to get uh for high five.
0: High five, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah. So we were surrounded by a by a lot of great people, man. A lot of great talent. Okay. Really, really a lot of great talent.
0: So on that note, let's talk about your beginning because that is very um that's very important. hmm How did it all start?
2: Um It actually started, I I did uh, my first talent show, I was four years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom conned me, I always say that, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) respectfully. Uh So I used to always go to the store with my mom and I always was the the one of the children out of the three that would venture off, you know, and every time I ventured off, I always ventured off into the section where they had all the stereos and everything, you know, I was fascinated with electronics and especially stereos because you know i knew it all correlated with music Mm -hmm. so no my mom knowing that i liked uh stereos and that i wanted this particular stereo um that i used to always venture off to every time we went in the store so she said to me she said if you do the talent show i'll get you the stereo four years old i'm like bet not a problem So she set me up with um, George Benson Masquerade that I sung at the talent show. Uh, Her and my dad put the talent show on, so it wasn't a talent show that I could win, but I always look at the picture. And when I look at the picture, I realized that the microphone was bigger than me. (laughs) You know, so that was the humble start right there. And from there, You know, at four years old, man, I just, I, I, it was a feeling that I got, man. And it was, I loved it, you know, being able to just, you know, sing and, 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 and be creative, you know, in a space where I felt like it was my own. Um, So I definitely, definitely got to thank mom for, you know, doing that, opening that door um, at four and then listening to my father and them, they used to always rehearse at my house because my dad was the leader of the band. They had a band called The Langley Five, and they were actually um, supposed to be signed to Motown. They they turned down two deals, Motown, and they also turned down the deal with uh, the Fathers of the Silvers. So they were supposed to be signed before the Jackson Five. Barry Gordy wanted them, uh, but my father didn't take the deal. I don't know why, I don't know what, you know what I mean? It it was what it was, but they, at that time, they were touring, they were a touring band. And, you know, they made like tons and tons of money back then, man. My mom told me that, you know, they were getting like 20,000 a show back then. You know, we talking like 70, you know what I mean? (laughs) So they were doing really, really well, and they had a, a really big name for themselves. So that's where, the introduction of the band and the and the music and stuff like that came into fold for me. And that was my humble beginning right there, man, at four years old.
0: I can't hear you. Right, um, sorry, yeah. I'm, mute, I'm mute. You were also contributing your talent to the community in terms of um, choreographed dance, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about that.
2: Yeah so um as as we begin to get older um my brother myself uh Shamari which is what you see right here back now Wait. we actually found that name Shamari in a book of uh it's a Swah- Swahili
0: book uh-huh. of movies. Okay
2: um uh, my dad is you know real big on culture um, he's real big on the history, the history of culture, um, and always made sure that we knew to identify with our culture too as well. Um okay. and he was the one who gave us, he gave us three books. Uh-huh. And they were all Swahili books of names. Mm-hmm. So as we went through the book, we um looked at it and We came up with a few names. We put a few names down on a piece of paper. And Shamari just standed out to us. And Shamari means to strive and to be forceful. Nice. Uh, And we felt like that was what it was that we wanted to represent as a group and individuals. Um, So that started there. And then from there, um, we started doing a lot of talent shows around town so we would do tons of talent shows um and you know at at all the high schools anywhere that we could be anywhere that we could perform we went there excuse me and we did it and then from there we met jazzy jordan who jazzy jordan was um a radio personality down at WNHC who was the biggest Uh, station in our area at the time and it was an AM station too so we did something called Unity in the Community Mm -hmm. and that's where we met Jazzy and then when we met Jazzy Jazzy took us into the studio for the first time because although we were doing all these talent shows we would still write and produce our own music behind the scenes too as well we used to go to um Trey Teller's house. Trey Teller had you know the equipment and he had all of the stuff. and Troy at that time um, was in another group and we all performed against each other and we wound up winning. but backstage, I was sitting down at the talent show and Troy Teller heard me humming and he was like, Yo, "You know you saying?" I was like, yeah, I sing. He was like, oh, wow, okay. So, you know, we connected. And once we connected with Troy, that's when we started to work on all of our own music and everything like that and started venturing creatively into production and writing, man.
0: Awesome. We're going to go to, um, do a station ID and then we will come back and we will talk about going forward What for the Rasan Ra- Ra- Langley project. All right, uh, coming up and um it's all about. All right, this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHHLP I AM your host Kinsley Osei. And if you are just joining us today on Urban Talk Radio, you can also join the conversation on Facebook at boldminds and Twitter at boldminds. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. We are also joined by our very special guest, Mr. Rasan Langley of the Rasan Langley Project. Um and now uh, we are gonna play one of his their first single if you feel the um if if you feel the need. Yes uh, sir. That's um, it all. <laughs> right? So if you are not viewing us, watching us on Facebook, and you are just listening to us, we are playing um one of their first singles. Yeah. Someone uh, maybe the.
1: How about if I tell you to? You yeah. think I would
0: change
1: anything? You know, when <laughs> I'm going to say, say to you, I'm going to decide to get closer, I'm going to say I want to have the show, Is my body, Baby, won't you give me something more? i to the each other, the different the sky, I'll be the I'll be the don't worry about a thing I will take you to i innocent. I think there is one that you're my like you. I can you like the cotton and the I'm not This is team. I not think I Mr. Flame. I'm is it the plane? Is the plane? Did it stop? Or is it still playing? Yeah. Yeah. I was told it's
0: still playing. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, If you are listening to us in the office, I'm sorry, but I had to play it. Uh, Hopefully, the music did not interrupt your uh, working behind the desk. Um, That was um, one of the first singles. Let's talk about the making of the video. I seen y'all got your little oak tree, $99. You get a whole suit and a tie and a shoe. (laughs) And this do you remember the old oak tree in that trouble shop? I do,
1: man. I, do. I
0: do. Hey, you, you, you was getting ready to go to the club. You go down there and gig and get <laughs> oh. And be fresh. Be fresh.
2: <laughs> you know, the funny thing, man, about this video is that we had we had this vision, man, and we had to meet in the middle with the label at the time. Um, and then when we when we did it, the thing that happened was, okay, let's let's just go back for a second. We with with three kids, you know what I'm saying, from uh from, from <laughs> with three kids from New Haven, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. who grew up in an urban environment, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we wanted we wanted to not be too dressy, but we also wanted to not be, you know what I'm saying, too messy. Right. Right, you know what I mean, we wanted to be right. like right in the middle. Right, which is the reason why you see like, you know, the suits. Yeah, you see us dressed in the pele pele yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. The pele pele was more of our vibe. Right, you know what I'm saying? The the suits and everything was more right. of what the label saw us as because the label wanted, you know, to uh, promote us a certain way. You right. know, what I mean? they right. had a certain vision for us. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we were very resilient, man, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> when I think back and I look about, you know, when I when I think back and I and I and I look at how we were and I'm like, "Wow, man, we were some resilient dudes, man." Yeah. But we knew what we wanted, you definitely, know, what I mean? we how we wanted to present ourselves, man. Yeah. Um, and we flew out to California. Uh, The night before, we had gotten no sleep. We were excited. We were up. We were talking. We met with the stylist, and the stylist literally put pins in the bottom of the suits to keep the suits up, right? Uh Because he didn't have time to stitch them the way that they needed to be stitched because everything was so long. Everything was (laughs) long and big, and our flight was two hours. Wow, And and to get to where we had to go was an hour away. So we, we didn't have any time for him to do what it was that he needed to do with the stuff. So he, he did, you know what I'm saying? The stylist work. We fly to California. We get down. We on the set. The set is beautiful. They got it all set up and everything. And then, you know, we doing our routines. My brother, if, if you, if, you fast forward to that video, you get to around 145. and this is a joke between us that I never shared before. My brother was literally dancing with one of those pins stuck in his leg, just <laughs> <inside> out <of> his <laughs> leg, man. He, uh, he, and now I'm like, yo, I got a pin in my leg. It's sticking me. It's tearing me up. Uh, He's like, yo, we like yo, <laughs> stop. He like nah, let's keep going. We can't. Right. Live. Got
0: him. <laughs> you gotta love the behind-the-scenes stories, man. People have oh my
2: gosh, man.
0: No cool, man.
2: But you know, shouts out to my brother Nav, man, for keeping it moving, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it was beautiful, man. Um, the label at that time, man. Whatever our vision and our idea was, that video was our entire vision, man. Right. You know, um. And we always were visionaries. We always knew what we wanted. Aesthetically, we knew what we wanted. Musically, we knew what we wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, creatively, visually, like we we knew already because, you know, throughout our life we always had a plan with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we had everything written out, you know. So when we went to the label, to us, we felt like it was easy because, you know, we were already giving you something that was already ready. in right. all the ideas and plans. You know, let's just tweet whatever it is that needs to be tweaked, man. And um, it was it was a great experience. And what
0: year are we talking about? I mean, I know around the year's timeframe, but to talk to our, our listeners and, you know, to be how prepared were you independently even going to the label with your own um, ideas.
2: So, so when we got signed, it was 1990. Okay. We were in what they call artist development back in those days, and they don't do this no more.
0: Artist development means A&R, by the way, for all you guys that don't know. A&R is is really missing in the industry right now.
2: Man, listen, so so listen, back in those days hit now let me explain to the to the listeners and some of you know the people who may not understand what happened back then Mm -hmm. so we got signed in 1990 right so at that time when we got signed the first thing we did was we met with the label and the label said okay we're going to develop you guys for the next couple of
0: years. Mm-hmm. And we like, what? In the next couple of years. <laughs>
2: next couple of years? Yo, listen, we ready. We want our album <laughs> out next month. What do right. you mean? Right.
0: But
2: at that time, what they did, right. they,
1: sorry, got,
2: they got together. So, so we got with Robin Dunn. Shout out to Robin Dunn, man, who was um, very instrumental in everything it is that we did she was our choreographer. Robin Dunn um, now is um, one of the longest standing choreographers in the New York scene right now. Um, you know. And then in her class, we met uh, Mona Scott. Mona Scott was attending the class too as well, man. So uh, we had gotten real cool. But let me back
0: up. So, Mon Monasca from Violators, by the way, right? Responsible for uh, what is Love and Hip Hop, right? Yep.
2: Yep. And so at that time, we went to class to learn that a spoon should be on one side, a glass should be here, and a knife should be here. They teach you how to eat, okay? Yes, then yep. they 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 did um where uh, mock interviews, you know, in the mock interviews, you know, they, they show you, you know, how to interview. Um, they take you through uh, dance lessons where, you know, they get you together with, you know, your movements and things like that. Vocal lessons. All of these things are things that were taking place, excuse me, within the two period time. So by the time 1992 came, we were ready to just blast off, because we had already gotten to a space where the label felt like, okay, you guys are ready. Now, here's one of the other things that would happen. We had to put a show together. We put a whole show together, and the label would bring people from the label to literally vote to see if they liked the show. So it was kind of like a little Apollo-type situation if people walked away saying they didn't like it then we had to continue right. to work harder and work more until they felt like we got to that point so that's what happened it took place back then in 92 man and they don't do that no more you know what i mean we have
0: we we have had the discussion out here many times about the importance of artist development and how that is missing um you know when i was doing promotional marketing um People don't understand when we bring an artist to the radio station, and we have to literally sit very close to the artist during his interviews to make sure that if there are any error, it's corrected in <laughs> real time. You know, people. Some people don't understand our presence of right. being right there with the <laughs> artist. You know, so you have artists that are seasoned. Um, that you probably got to remind them about upcoming projects, something they may say that's wrong. And then you have audience that are not seasoning at all. Right, right. And you got to be there to troubleshoot anything <laughs> right there in real time. Audience that mess around and say something stupid live on air, and you got to pull their program directly to the side in real time and troubleshoot that right away, you know? <laughs> um you got artists that come in; they don't know how to talk here, like you said. Everything is like okay. not nah, me, na me, na me. You got to be yeah. developed. They yeah. got to teach you really how to how to talk to people. You know, yeah. in the yeah. it, different than when you in your hood, how you talk to, you know, right?
2: Your, your, exactly. Your
0: and um, I think a, a lot of that has been artists A and R have really just been all about helping you put your. You went out. You
2: went out, Kingsley. I
0: said A&R has yeah, you been, it has been it has been limited to you know helping you get your producers, your collaborations, you know just helping you finalize your project. It's been limited to that, and all right. the, all that other pieces is, is missing from all right. the right, development. Man.
2: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I'm glad I'm I'm
0: glad you mentioned that, and i um, you know what you guys went through within that two year period.
2: Yeah, we did, man. Yeah.
0: Now going forward, let's talk about new projects, upcoming um um projects for the um TRLP. Um starting with your rebranding.
2: Yeah, man. So we're rebranding, man. And we're you know, we're excited for this year. Um there's there's a lot of great things that are happening, um, a lot of great partnerships that are happening. Um we have um um the TRLP artists. Um, who, who is myself, mm-hmm. who um, is going to cover the R&B, you know, the adult contemporary R&B. Um, then we have um, my uh, daughter, who is an amazing talent. Um, she's going really- to me too as well. She's she's twenty two. Okay. yeah She plays guitar. Uh, nice. She sings. Uh, she writes her own music. Her and uh, my son. They work together. My son is the one who's producing her project and he calls himself The Specialist. And mm-hmm. music is, I mean, is bananas, man. He's an excellent producer. So you'll be hearing a lot from him. And then um my nephew, who is G Nice's son. And shout out to G Nice. G Nice, what up, what up, what up? Um, his son, Puda, has a project coming. My, un- my uncle just... Um, threw my uh, cousin into the fold. So um she'll be part of the equation too as well. When it comes to the independent music, I'm also working with uh, Benzino. I'm getting ready to do something with uh, my brother Rasheem. I just, I just shot Rasheem's last uh, video. He's got a new video coming. So shout out to Rasheem Dixon. I just did his video and that'll be coming out. Um, within the next week or so. So those are um the projects musically that are um that are gonna be coming from the from the TRLP family. Um event wise and things like that I, oh, I hold,
0: hold, hold your thought for one second. So the new single is
2: You Trance Me is 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 uh that's that's my new single
0: let me see if I can um play a quick uh
1: Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) the to the my to me I think I'm going to go away to my go I'm to I'm I'm going to i to go
0: all right yeah yeah right. man let's, dance.
2: Right. let's now dance you
0: making, making that start dancing all over again man you know that's what i'm talking about man shout let's, to the Bru- let's get Bru- back to that <laughs> shout out to the bruno mars and you know what talking about getting back to that that's why hip-hop has been was struggling so much last year because you know we weren't dancing and then there comes right. Afro, Afro Beast and I'm a piano, just took over the world and just took everybody off hugging the wall and the yeah. bars and straight to the dance floor, man. Yeah, man. You, That's you what know? I'm
2: talking about. Let's get back let's to dancing. Let's get back happy. to that,
0: man. It's so important. You
2: know. Yeah, you know, let's be happy in music again, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I, and and our and our thing is being able to just you know push that envelope of being happy in music, you know being happy in love, being appreciative of being in love, you know being appreciative of being respectful, you mm-hmm. know those are the things that uh, we're pushing the envelope on as far as music is, you know when it comes to our camp and everything like that, man. Because you know it's missing, you know it's yes, missing. Baby. You know we need more love, man. You know we need much much more love, man. So. You know, that's the envelope that we're pushing musically when it comes to uh, music and everything. Um, And then as far as, you know, venues, man, um, I want to uh, just shout out Cambria Hotel, who I just partnered up with. Nice. Um, Shout out to all the staff and everything over there uh, who uh, have been, you know, super instrumental in in making sure that the venture is, you know, super comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm there on Tuesdays doing... Um, a social hour, a social business happy hour from 6 to 9. So shout out to Tangier and Lindsey and Josh and uh, Katara and all the staff over there who have invited me with open arms. And it's been nothing but pleasant over there. And then on Thursdays, I do um, a ladies' night. And ladies' night is for Thursdays. Thursdays is for ladies. um, At the Village Bistro in Milford, I'm there from 6 to 9. Shout out to Kay over there. And then on Sunday, I switch it up where I'm doing a karaoke brunch. Um, And I'm doing that. And I um, was happy to get my brother involved, karaoke. Shout out to karaoke, who uh, partnered up with me on that. And um, shout out to um, the husband and wife, Cisco and Marcy, who own the venue. It's called The Rain. It's out in Milford, 240 Naugatuck Avenue in Milford. And I do that from one to four on Sundays. So those are my three partnerships that I just partnered up with. And um, they've all been great ventures, man. And, and, and they're all good, solid people. And, um, you know, we just want to just cater to the people and, and give people something, you know, to do where they can have a beautiful, comfortable environment and enjoy some music and uh, have some food and drinks, man. And, and you know, and, and be happy and be merry and show some love
0: you know and and before um Nora I'm gonna answer to you in the chat in a few um minutes um before I forget man I have to give my brother Juan Castillo who just he just gives people chances and I realized that you was a host at the station oh man at some point he he
2: fulfilled a dream of mine man and when he when he when he called me They said to me, look, man, um, you're in, brother, let me tell you, I'm going to talk about like the happiest moment ever in my life. And I think why, man, because throughout the years, he's always supported, you know, independent artists like myself. He gave us a voice. He gave us a platform to be able to have our music heard and felt. And you know, I always, always give big props to Juan, man. You know, he's always opening doors and always willing to share advice and share his platform with people. So, you know, big shout out to uncle Juan, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Juan, Juan, Juan and I have history during um, my days doing promotion and marketing and, you know, I'll bring all these records to one to play. And Juan just, One just disliked a a certain part of the industry where he disliked that part of the industry. That's why his programming is about what WYBC is. And, and, you know, somewhere down the line, he switched it back to get more into the hip hop. He just disliked the fact of the label, label, what do you call it? Label uh, uh, politics. Right, right. He, he right. Did, I, I didn't want to use the word hate because my daughter said Russell, so I don't like to use the word hate, yeah. but he really disliked label politics.
2: Yeah, and that's what messes up, yeah. you know, the creativity, man. The label label politics has always messed up the creativity of music. And any artist, producer, um, and creative will always tell you that. You know, it's the politics that mess it up. If the politics weren't such a big part of music, the music could be beautiful all the way around. But you know, politics is, uh, you know, what helps people to keep certain things in certain places. They, they force
0: you. They force you to program a music that you don't even really like. There you but, go. But there it's you. like program it on the people and make them like it. <laughs> right, right. Let's push that narrative. <laughs> meanwhile, it's, meanwhile, it's taking the place of. And music, music that really needs to be heard, you
2: know? Yeah, come on, man. You know, we could talk <laughs> for days. For we could now, talk for days about that.
0: Yes. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? We could talk for days. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, but Kings, I just want to let everybody know they can go to my website, man, wwwt Find all information and everything about what we're doing and what it is that we got coming up. Um, there are a lot of great things that are coming up that I can't really say too much about, but, you know, um, I just want to thank everybody who's ever supported me, who, who's ever booked me throughout the years, you know, whoever even had a conversation with me to say, look, keep going. You know, we see you, we know what it is that you're doing. We support you. I thank you so much. I thank all the musicians, man, that, um that I've uh, worked with, you know, who've helped me throughout the years to be able to accomplish all of my live composition. Thank all the musicians, all the creatives, everybody behind the scenes, my management team, you know, Eric and all of them. I just want to thank everybody, man, for, you know, their support and everything it is that they've done, you know, with me and for me throughout the years, man. I'm and very- you have a
0: couple of special events coming up, such as the one that, uh, the Usher Musical Tribute. You want to, you know,
2: Yes, that's gonna be happening on March 2nd, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, March 2nd, I'll be at the Webster Theater in Hartford. Showtime is at 7.30, doors open at 7 p.m. I'll be doing a whole live set with Usher, 7.30 to 8.30, nothing but Usher. No other artists, no other music. Shout out to my team. They'll be in the building, the band, I got choreographers. Um, I got dancers, I mm-hmm. got background singers. It's gonna be a full production, man. Mm-hmm. So y'all go ahead and get those tickets. You can get the tickets at um WebsterCT.com. You can get all tickets at Websterct.com. But I do wanna
0: let you know the VIP section is sold out. Sold out. Nice. <laughs> nice. And to our listeners, I know you're hearing the word usher. Yes, it's not performing. I'm not. I, am I right or wrong? It's Asha performing. Asha's no, no, not there. Performing. This it's is a tribute. tribute. A tribute. I want. I, I want. I want to be clear for yes. anybody that have any misunderstanding. You don't come <laughs> back and say, "Oh, we heard him say on right. on you know, right. the radio station." No, it's a tribute. Don't be That's mistaken. Right. You and know,
2: the entire night is a tribute. It's not just me performing. Um, my brother DJ Phenom will be on the ones and twos playing all Usher music, keeping the vibe going, after nice. the performance and everything too. So come on out, ladies and gentlemen. The tickets are a really great price. You know, come have some fun and watch the show. I'm going to put it down, man. You know, my brother
0: Usher. Shouts to I man I haven't seen Fina in a long time since 93 Politics. I haven't seen him in a good minute. Nice, nice. <laughs> but before we, before we leave, like I said, you know, next week I have my brother, K Fresh from WZMX Hot 93. And then the following week, I have my brother, Chris Atlas of uh, Wanna Music Group, who, uh, who's out there, you know, doing a whole lot in terms of um, 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 marketing. And, um, you know, he will be here to discuss, you know, um, Usher's projects and um, all the million projects that they are working with. I wanna music. Also, what they have going on in Howard University School of Business, man, that's the one I love the most. Giving back to the community, nice. you know, nice. bring back the next students that wants to be in the music industry, giving them all the tools. There you go. There that's the you... part I love the most. So, yeah. just um, before we sign off, um, I need you to, you know, just uh, wrap it up. Um, you know, Russell Langley, we really appreciate you uh, coming down. Just wrap us up, you know, in terms of how people can reach out. um... Yeah,
2: man. You can find me on all platforms, The Rasaan Lingley Project. You can find me on Instagram, The Rasaan Lingley Project. Um, Also go to my website, touch me right there, www.trlplife.com. All things Rasaan Lingley right there. Look for me, y'all. I'm around. I make it easy for me to find to be My found. My
0: brother, man, <laughs> keep that smile, man. Congratulations in all you do, man. Thank, thank you, you, man. And thank I appreciate you very much you, for your bro. contribution. Hey, man. keep
2: going, man. I love this, man. We need you.
0: <laughs> thank you. We need you too we need you all that smile we need all of that <laughs> Trump, Trump is trying to make the world a miserable place to live in and we need yeah, but people that. like us and never let that happen nah, we're not gonna let it happen my yes, daughter would not let it happen she said he's the mean guy yes,
2: sir. <laughs> <laughs> well taught
1: <laughs>